everybody, and welcome back to the Magic Fandom Podcast. I am Alyssa. And I am Bagul. You don't be him. He's scary. Uh, to be fair, he doesn't have a mouth, so he couldn't say that anyway. Well, there you go. He doesn't have a mouth? You, you did not notice through both of these movies that whenever it showed that, he, like, he just didn't have a mouth? I guess not. I mean, I was watching between my fingers, so <laughs> that's probably why. Um... So, if you read the title of this week's episode, you know that we are going to be chatting about Sinister and Sinister 2 this week. This will be the last episode in our June series. And we're saving the scariest for last. (laughs) Okay, here's the thing, is that I obviously, surprise, surprise, have not, had not ever seen these movies before, but after we watched the first one... That's when Dalton decides to tell me that it is considered to be one of the scariest movies of all time. Yes, there is a, I'm not sure, um, I, was, I actually saw a TikTok about this the week that we decided to watch this. And there's this, um, I don't know if it was a university that did this study or if somebody else, but they did this study where they showed all of these horror movies to uh, various theaters, audiences, mm-hmm. um, and they measured the heart rates of all the people uh, watching all of these different Each films. Each movie, yeah. And um, they rated the scariest based on the highest average heart rate. And this uh, Sinister One was the number two. Oh, I thought it was the number one. What was yeah. number one? Number one was a, a movie called Host. Okay. Um, but this was number two. The average heart rate during the watching of the first one was 86 BPM, which is... A lot. I mean, usually the average is around 65 to 70, and so it was okay. definitely a little bit higher than... Like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think the average heart rate was like 74. Oh, wow. So okay. this was... <clears throat> well, I mean, I guess on the one hand, I guess I'm glad you waited to tell me that until <laughs> after. Yeah, I wasn't going to tell you that before. <laughs> Um, you might change your mind. But, I mean, I don't blame them. I truly think uh, this might be the scariest, both of them, I think might be the scariest movies that you've shown me so far. Well, all in all, they weren't that bad, right? Well, no, but I mean, like... They, they're of- definitely the scariest movies. They, these two, I agree with you, are definitely the scariest movies that I've showed you as far as horror movies go. Yeah, yeah. But... In general, you you made it through. No problem. I did. I did. And there wasn't a whole lot of, like, jump scares, per se. It was a lot of, like, stuff in the background. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, if you're paying real close attention, there's something, like, on the computer screen. There's shadows. Whatever. Yeah, there's shadows. Reflections. Yeah. I will say there's... um, That one scene in Sinister 2, you you cover your eyes because it's kind of graphic. Yeah, the rats. Yeah. Well, no, I was saying um, in terms of jump scares, both of these movies end with a jump scare. The exact same jump scare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, all right, man. <laughs> we get it. We get it. <laughs> all right, let's get into the cast. Yeah, so the first one came out in 2015, or I'm sorry, 2012. Oh, okay. Uh, 2012. I believe I saw this in theaters. I was in the Marine Corps at the time when this came out, and there's uh, several buddies that I had like scary movies. So I'm fairly sure we went to go see this in theaters. Okay. And so what was your 
first impression of it? Like, did you I mean, like I liked it? it. Okay. I, liked, I liked both of these movies the first time I saw them. I thought they were both pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting idea, which we'll get to in just a second. Yeah. Uh, the first one stars Ethan Hawke. Yes. Who is in a movie coming out, or that just came out, uh, called The Black Phone. Another horror Another movie. Another horror movie looks incredibly good. I'm looking forward to go see it. Hopefully, uh, we'll get to go see it. Or maybe not you. Maybe I'll go. <laughs> uh, um, see that soon. But yeah. uh, Ethan Hawke, who... Uh, I was going to say, mean, he's been in a ton of other been stuff. been in a bunch of stuff. Um, he was in Training Day with Denzel Washington. Uh, he was in the Moon Knight series um, on Disney+. Plus. Am I making this up? Was he in Dead Poet Society? Ooh. Was he in Dead Poets Society? Like a young Ethan Hawke. Am I making this up? I might. It might I, I, might I don't up. recall. But he has been in a ton of stuff. And I he's will been say. He's a lot of horror stuff. I mean, he's, he's been in the, he was in The Purge. Uh, oh. He was also the dad in that movie Boyhood. Did you ever see that? No, but I've Very heard of it. Very uh, interesting. The one that got filmed over 12 years or whatever? Yeah, 12 or 14 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was very interesting. Um, anyway, Ethan Hawke, um, he plays the main character. I will say, in this movie, and I mean in, I haven't seen all of Ethan Hawke stuff. I've seen him in a few things. But in this movie especially, he is such a good actor because he's so real. Like, in all the scenes with him and his family and, like, stuff like that. Like, he's just believable to yes. me. Yes. You mean, know? He's a, yeah, good actor. Yeah, he's good. Um, next up, his wife is played by uh, Juliet Rylance. She plays Tracy. Um, I don't know that I've seen her in anything else. I haven't either. Um, but she's British, so she might be in a bunch of British stuff. Maybe. Uh, she was in a movie called A Dog's Purpose, which I, oh. I heard about. I didn't watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the only uh, thing. She was in Perry Mason. Okay. Um, the reboot of Perry Mason, or, I mean, maybe it wasn't a reboot. 20, yeah, yeah, it started in 2020. Okay. Um, yeah, not super familiar with her. Same, uh, but I Next up, you have The Deputy. Uh, played mm. by James Ransone, uh, who is also in Sinister 2. Yep. He was in Generation Kill, which is a, a military movie. He was also uh, Eddie Kasbrack in the It uh, redo. So he is a veteran of horror as well. He is a veteran of horror as well. Oh, and funnily enough, also in The Black Phone. Nuh-uh! With Ethan Hawke, yes. A reunion. Um, crazy. Yeah, that's cool. Um, then the sheriff is probably the next like big name, uh, played by Fred Thompson, um, who was in The Hunt for Red October. Uh, he was uh, in Die Hard 2. Um, he's, he's a recognizable face. He's an older uh, gentleman. Um, okay, um, sorry to interrupt you. Um, the daughter, I'm positive that I have seen her in something else. Uh, her name is Claire Foley. She was Ivy... Uh, Pepper, which is Poison Ivy in the Gotham series. Never saw it. Uh, oh, you should watch that. It's gr- real good. Okay. Uh, she was also in The Great Gilly Hopkins. Never saw that. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm not sure what you... Maybe she did like kids shows or something. Or... Maybe. Oh, she was in Orange is the New Black. She was young Piper yes, in yes, Orange yes, is the yes, New yes, Black. Yes, 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 yep. Um, and, and then the last real character of this because... Really, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the son, or no? Yeah, he, there was a brother. There was a brother. Mm-hmm. There was a brother, played by Michael Hall Daddario. Um, and again, 
not something that I I don't really recognize him in much of anything. I wonder if he's related to um, Alexandra Daddario. Is it spelled um, the same way? It is. Does appear to be. That'd be kind of cool. Um, it just says that he has a brother. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, yeah. Well, that's kind of like the the main cast of this first one. Um, do you want to do like a brief synopsis of what's going on here? Uh, so basically, uh, Ethan Hawke plays a writer who uh, writes true crime. Mm-hmm. Um, he had one really successful book that actually helped uh, solve a, a cold case. Um, and then he wrote two other books that did not do as well, and one actually uh, didn't end well. Like, it, it messed up the investigation. Um, and so he's kind of struggling. And so he moves his family into this house where a family was murdered. Mm. Um, and doesn't tell his doesn't, wife. Doesn't tell his wife. <laughs> which is a no-no. And so during the process of them moving into this house, he uh, is moving some stuff in the attic, and he finds a box of uh, old Super 8 films and a camera. Mm-hmm. And uh, from that, he starts watching these videos and determines that um, the murder that happened at this house... Um, had had not the same murder, but all these other murders. He was a, he was able to uncover all these other murders that are yeah. all related. It was a part of like a string of all of these murders that were all filmed with the Super Eight camera, um, and they're all pretty gruesome. All involving um, this families entity. Oh yeah, uh, named Bagul, who but, is, is it translates to like eater of children or something like that. Cute. Yeah. Um. I do think, though, correct me if I'm wrong, um, that we get a little bit more of Bagul's backstory in the second one. You do get a little bit more of the backstory in the second one. Yeah. Um, you, don't know, you don't know a whole lot about him. In the first one, you do figure out a couple little things that he's an entity, his name, and that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, more of his backstory is discovered in the second movie. In the movie. second one, yeah. Um, but this first movie, it, it's kind of... It's an hour and 50 minutes uh, after credits and all. It's probably about an hour 40. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a slow burn for a little bit. I would agree. They, they pepper in some kind of scary things and a little bit of drama. Mm-hmm. Um, but, the, yeah, it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of a slow burn. It is. I would agree. Um, I, I took a couple of notes. Um, not a whole lot because I was... A, riveted, and B, terrified. Um, But I will say that just first and foremost, I was into the story. I was very fascinated by the story and everything that played out. But that being said, it really scared me. Like, it was scary. Um, (laughs) But my first note is the true horror is the lighting. Yes, it's because all very dark. I was so annoyed. And I'm like, I get it. It's a horror movie. It's trying to like give off this certain vibe, this certain ambiance, whatever. But turn a light on. That's why Midsummer. you, you watched Midsummer with yeah. me. Uh-huh. That's why Midsummer was so... Different? Different as far as horror movies go because it was the exact opposite. Yeah, it, it was, was brightly colored. Bright because it was taking place during Midsummer, mm-hmm. where it's daylight 
all throughout the day mm-hmm. or all day long, all 24 hours. It's yep. daylight. And so it's very, it's a very bright movie with all these horrific yeah, that's true. things happening. Well, and there's, there's a lot of horror movies out there. And I can say this, even having not seen all of them that are like, the, they're just dark. 90% of it is dark lighting wise. Like, um, when we watched Haunting of Hill House, or mm-hmm. no, what was the second one? Haunting of Bly Manor. Which I don't think, did we have finished that? Oh, yeah. we did finish that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, like, she was just walking around the house, and like, she made tea, she was in the kitchen cooking with no lights on. I'm like, turn a light on! And that's how I felt. Yes. That's how I felt in this. I'm like, Ethan Hawke, you're walking around your house, it's like daylight outside, turn a light on! Like, it's so, it was so obnoxious to me. The entire time. I'm like, I get that, like, it's supposed to be, like, creepy. It's supposed to be, like, oh, they're in shadow, blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, Ugh. it's, it, that was kind of annoying to me. <laughs> um, so let me look to see if I have any other notes here. Um, oh, okay. I think I already said this when we talked about Ethan Hawke, but um, acting wise, the, ki- the kids and the parents dynamic was very real to me. Like whenever they they were at the kitchen table uh-huh. and they were talking or like um, like the brother would say something snarky yeah. and Ethan Hawke would be like don't don't say that or whatever like it just felt like a real family yeah. to me I feel like they got that right. Um, okay, the night terror thing. Oh yeah, and that is completely separate from the demon entity that is supposedly like the main villain of this like. It just so happens that the older brother also has night terrors and like experiences all of that. And with him coming out of the moving the, box, the moving box, yeah. I hated it. You, yeah, you did not like that. I thought for a second, I was like, okay, this child is possessed by this evil being or whatever. Like, cause he came out backwards and like his arms were flailing. I was like, I am out. I did not like that at all. Yeah. Didn't like it at all. Um, yeah, I only have a few notes from each well, of these. What did you think? So the the all these family murders, which uh, there is what like five or six that you see throughout this, um, they're all pretty intense. Yes. And what you find out is that it's always uh, so in in the cases of these families getting murdered, there's always one child that goes missing goes missing mm-hmm. and what you find out by the end is that that child with the help of bagul is the one committing all the murders and killing the family yeah and then is then being taken by bagul so okay question and i think maybe maybe they dove further into this in the second movie but he's not technically like controlling the kids is he? Um, or he's just like enticing them, controlling them. He's like but persuading, he is definitely guiding them, guiding and persuading. Yes, because I mean, it's, at least in the first one, the little girl didn't seem to really like hate her parents or like anything like that. Obviously, in the second movie, the brother like had some resentment toward his parents, and yes. there was all that. So in the first one, it like led me to the to believe like he was just whispering in her ear and planting all the thoughts in her head kind but of a thing. it's all the other kids because you remember she had yeah. a friend. Yeah. It was the girl that that's true. actually killed her family and disappeared. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. 
So and like it's I all mean, supernatural. The horror movie trope of creepy kids will get me every time. This is and that was kind of a a common thing in all of these uh, in this June series uh, because <laughs> yeah. we did Children of the Corn mm-hmm. and Pet Cemetery, which evolved a creepy kids. Yep, that's um, so true. Then we did Babysitter, which was teenagers. like teenage yeah. crazy kids. Yeah. Uh, what was the next one we did? Um, Cabin in the Woods. Cabin Those in the Woods, college which kids. were college kids. Yeah. And then now we're back now to... Uh, children. Young kids. Yeah. Um, um, and actually, speaking of Children of the Corn, if I could pepper in a fun fact about the second one. I know I'm going out of order right now. Um, but it was uh, supposed to be like an homage to Children of the Corn, the second one. Yeah. yeah and because I, he had the, uh, the scythe... Yeah. In his hand. And, and it was in the cornfield corn and they and were hung up on, on the post. On the post, yeah. And I, I clocked that immediately. And I was like, because in the second one, especially at the end, I was like, this is very reminiscent of Children of the Corn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't have made that connection if I hadn't just seen the movie. So Maybe the entity in Children of the Corn was the same. <gasps> A connection. Ooh. They even said, um, I didn't write down this fun fact, but they even said that the um, main ghost kid in the second movie mm-hmm. um, was, modeled, was after modeled after Isaac. Isaac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Dark hair, that. big creepy yeah. eyes. <laughs> and then it was, uh, he was the church uh, scene. Like that was where mm. he was. He was in the church, mm-hmm. which Isaac was like the yeah. new religious leader for the yeah. children. Yeah, so um, a lot um, of a couple of fun facts and not so fun facts about this first one. Oh yeah, I have a couple too. But okay, go ahead. well go ahead with yours. Are you I sure? I don't want to step on your toes. We well, have I only similar fun facts. Um, I only I think I have three, two or three fun facts for each, so I didn't pull a lot. Um, okay, so the first one, <clears throat> so the family that was hanged on the tree, um, were all played by stuntmen. However, when the scene was first done, the stunt coordinator botched the preparations for the scene, resulting in the actors being legitimately hanged and choked. Oof. Fortunately, it says, fortunately, (laughs) they survived and the coordinator was fired soon after. Absolutely. Can you believe? So I'm going to just run through the the first movie's films yeah. super eight because it was and, all and different how, murders and how the families got killed so the first one that we see is uh the whole family gets hanged mm-hmm. and that's the house that ethan hawk and his family moved yes into. then we see um one in which uh the family is locked in their car and the car is set on fire right then we see one where the family are chained to uh like pool chairs pool chairs and- yeah pulled into the pool and mm-hmm. drowned. Mm-hmm. Um, we also see uh, one where... Uh, Did you say that they were burned in inside the car? The car? You said yeah, that? Yeah, said that. Then there was one where the... Um, the throats were cut, right? Oh, yeah. And then there was one where... The family was run over by a lawnmower. Ugh. And I believe that was all of the ones in the first one. I mean, it is gruesome and it is brutal. Um, and let me tell you, this first one does not have a happy ending because... No, it does not. The, the family, Ethan Hawke's family, mm-hmm. minus... Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert, as always with these. Um, <laughs> Ethan Hawke's family, minus their daughter, who yep. is the one that commits the murder, mm-hmm. 
kills them. Um, yeah. With an axe. Yeah. Yeah. Axe, axed. axed all of them, poisoned them, uh, and like knocked them out, and then chopped them with an axe. Yep. And she says something really creepy too. She said something like, um, "Don't worry, Daddy. I'm going to make you famous now." Yes, because he's like he a was, washed he up was writer. Washed up writer. His last two books didn't do well, and he he was like, "This this book is going to be my next big thing." Because yeah. he had figured out all of these cases, even though they took place in different areas, they were all connected. Um, were all connected, mm-hmm. and and the weird thing about it is, each family that died, the last house they lived in was the house where another family died. Yeah. So it's like you move into a house, Bagul happens, and then you move, and then when you move, that's when, that's you, die. when you get yeah. axed, murderized. Murderized? <laughs> um, that's, that's, yeah, it's crazy. That's a um, Three Ninjas reference. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to murderize them. Yeah. Uh, Aw. Throwback to one of our earlier episodes. Yeah, big, uh, not Big Bang Theory, uh, Three Ninjas. <laughs> Three Ninjas, yeah. Um, so okay. yeah, I mean, this this first movie does not end well. No, it does Second not. Second movie, however. It has like a happy-ish ending. Happy-ish ending. Yeah, and we'll um, get to it. Um, but real quick, okay, so this one uh, like blew my mind. Ethan Hawke, in filming this, mm-hmm. did not see any of the Super 8 movies before they filmed his reactions. So those reactions to him watching were real. Ooh, they just showed it to him. They just showed it to him. like, just react. So it says... That's good, that's good. Yeah, so it says, Ethan Hawke had never seen the Super 8 snuff films prior to the date of recording. When the scene where his character watches the films was ready to be recorded, the soundtrack was matched up with the films and Hawke played out his role. His reactions to the films were recorded and used in the final cut. Wow. I like the way they did it, especially in the first one. The first one, the second one is pretty good. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I like the second one. The kills are a little bit crazier. Oh, yeah. Um, and you see a lot more of Bagul in the second one. you see a lot one. more of it in, in the second one. But the first one, the, the way they do it is so nice because you see part of the film like like in the movie. Like it's showing you the film. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the killing you like see in Ethan Hawke's glasses reflection. Yeah. You don't necessarily see it straight on. Yeah, yeah. That's You're true. You're seeing him react. And that is because uh, there is very little blood, almost no cursing, and no sex in the first movie. And that's because they were hoping to get a PG-13 rating. And so they mm. did all of this to go above and beyond to try to limit the amount of everything Yeah, to get a PG-13 rating, but they still got an R. So because that's it was why, scary. <laughs> that's why in the in the second movie, there's a lot more cursing. There's you sex. see, uh, uh, well, there's implied sex. Yeah, that's so true. You don't actually see anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you see a lot more of the the uh, snuff film. You you see it like yeah. full on. You see all of it happen because they just went full throttle. They were like, well, like, oh, we're gonna get an R anyway, so right. let's just might as well show all the good Interesting. stuff. Interesting. Well, good stuff. Yeah, quote, quote unquote. Quote, unquote. You yeah, don't exactly. see my air quotes, but I'm doing <laughs> they're there. Quotes. Um, Okay, I have one more fun fact um, for this first one. So the screenwriter, C. Robert Cargill, shout out, admitted that the name of Ethan Hawke's character, do you remember his name? No. Ellison Oswalt. Okay. It was inspired by an author named Harlan Ellison and comedian Patton Oswalt. 
Really? Yes. It says Patton Oswalt is famously a horror movie buff. He is. Which I didn't know that, but I do know Patton Oswalt, but I was like, how weird to like name his character that, uh, you know? That's kind of cool. Yeah, I thought so. Um, let's see. So the Super 8 snuff films were actually filmed on a Super 8 camera. Oh, cool. Uh, it wasn't just editing. the grainy, nostalgic effect of old movies. Okay, According question. to the director. Super 8 cameras, does it, does, do Super 8 cameras not record audio? Because none of the films had audio. I, I don't believe so. Like in the first movie or the second movie, none of them had audio. I think they can record audio, but you have to, I'm trying to remember back to the Super 8 movie that had like Elle Fanning in it. Or I never saw it. Maybe it was Dakota. Oh, we should watch that. It's a horror movie with kids. But More creepy kids. It's not a super horror movie. It's kind of like a PG thirteen horror movie. It's real light. Okay. Uh, but it's really good. Was it? Is it all <laughs> Super Eight style? No, no, no. It's oh, okay. film. Like the kids are filming a movie. Got it. Got it. With a Super Eight camera. Okay. And if I remember correctly, they have a microphone hooked up to the camera. So I think it okay. has the ability. But the, you just gotta the hook up camera the we saw the filming with does not have. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so according to the writer or co-writer, excuse me, Mr. Boogie, Bagool, mm-hmm. was originally intended to look like Johnny Depp. What? The Johnny Depp version of Willy Wonka. What? Yes. And after going over that idea, it was decided that the deity looking like Willy Wonka would be, quote, too silly for the film and not scary yeah. or mysterious enough. Yeah, it would have been weird. And so there was a photo found on Google Images uh, that uh, the co-writer found and he bought the rights to. And that was the basis of Bagul. So I don't know what that picture is, but they were just looking through Google Images and found a really creepy picture. And that's what they based it on. Well, I mean, the the character of Bagul is inherently terrifying i mean the face and just seeing him in the shadows or seeing him in the background like it's it is creepy it definitely does its job i feel like if it was based off of johnny depp's willy wonka i don't think i would have been as scared of it you you know what i just found another fun fact real quick about what i mentioned earlier with the heart rate yeah um and i was mostly right kind of wrong okay Uh, in 2020 (laughs) it was forbes magazine conducted a study it's called Science of Scare Project, where the heart rate of viewers were monitored while they watched a number of films. Okay. There were 35 films viewed. This movie, Sinister One, won, having the highest average heart rate of 86 and spiking at 131. Thus, it is often deemed as one of the scariest movies ever made. So, th- so it is. It was the scariest. Yes. Wow. So, you have seen... <gasps> The scariest movie ever made, which means I should be able to show you all kinds of <laughs> okay. stuff. Okay, maybe let's not go that far, but also, I'm very proud of me. I'm very proud of you, too. Thank you. Uh, Bagul literally translates to Boogeyman. Okay, well, there you go. Um, isn't there, like, a thing that's, like, Gabagool? Is that, that different? That's a... Uh, Is that an Italian? that's an Italian dish. Okay. (laughs) But it sounds the same, kind of. Sure. (laughs) All right, should we move on to part two? Let's move on to part two. Uh, Sinister 2 came out in 2015. Electric Uh, Boogaloo. uh, Electric Boogaloo. Also (laughs) rated R. This one is only about an hour and a half. Yeah, it is Um, shorter. It's shorter. uh, It moves substantially quicker. There's a lot more to this one. Yeah. 
Um, this one revolves around a young mother and her... Oh, it is her twin sons, apparently. Yes, um, um... We were trying to figure that out because one of them seemed older. And they don't really look alike. And they don't really look but alike. But they are twin brothers in real life. Oh, they really are? Yeah. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Robert Daniel Sloan and D'Artagnan Sloan. What D'Artagnan. a name. That's... Obviously, she's got to be after D'Artagnan. It's not spelled the same as D'Artagnan from The Three Musketeers, but it's got to be... There was also a movie where someone's pet was named D'Artagnan. Am I making this up? I, I, They're like, D'Artagnan, come here. Oh, gosh, it's going to bug me. Anyway. Uh, so it's uh, it centers around a young mom and her twin sons that move into a rural house uh, and is that are marked for death. Yes. Um, this sees the return of James Ranson as deputy so-and-so. Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about why he's called that real quick? Because I love that little, like, nugget. Uh... I don't remember. They, okay. They, Ethan Hawke. Oh, yes. he, they're, In the they're first discussing movie. the movie because, uh, Ethan Hawke is not welcome. Really. Uh, the sheriff's department doesn't really like him because of how he interfered, uh, on the last book he wrote that kind of messed up the investigation. Um, and so his current investigation is not going to get any help from the police department except for this one deputy who is a big fan. He's like, you always write like at the end, like a dedication. Thanks to, you know, deputy so-and-so for helping me with this information Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. He's like, I will be that for you. And so that's why they call him deputy. So yeah. And so the whole rest of the movie, Ethan Hawke is like, Hey, deputy so-and-so or whatever. But I just thought that it was so funny that that's, like they never get his actual name, and nope. so that's his name he's, in the credits. That's he's like credited as ex deputy so and so. I love movie. it. I love it so much. And so he is definitely more prominent in this second movie. Yes. Uh, and so we already mentioned the two boys in this, and then the other main lead is uh, Shannon Sosaman, uh, who uh, is probably I know her from uh, A Knight's Tale. She plays yeah. Jocelyn in A Knight's Tale. She was also um, the uh, rude girlfriend of Jack Black in The Holiday. That is if correct. You recall. That's what I know her from. Um, I liked her. Excuse me. I liked her in this. Um, I thought, again, that it was like a believable family. Um, I definitely think that there are other villains in this second one than just the ghoul. Oh, yeah. The friggin' dad. I, I mean, it is, could... He gets his comeuppance. For sure. He, he but gets it can he be. It, I mean, it can be argued that, like... I mean, me watching it and getting so livid at, like, just his action and his character and all of that stuff, like, almost to me, like, he, in my eyes, he's just as bad as Bagul. Oh, absolutely. He's... Because he's real. He's a yeah. real man. Well, I mean, well, no, in, in the this in the universe, context, Bagul is real. Well, right, but I mean, in the context of this movie, it's he is so scary and <clears throat> so bad because he is like a, a human man. Yes. you know what I mean. Like, yes, it's abusive, violent. Ter- like he um, treats his kids terribly. He treats his wife and ex, you know, now ex-wife, terribly. Well, they never did divorce. Oh, they never got divorced. No, she just ran. Yeah. Oh. Um. Got it. Yeah, he's bad. So in this movie, uh, we catch up with the deputy, and uh, he has figured out how Bagul works. And so he has taken it upon himself. He gets, um, because he was close with 
uh, Ethan Hawke's character, and because he was the last one seen going around the house other than the family, he was initially um, the number one suspect, but then was ruled out, obviously. They figured out it wasn't him. But he was also uh, kicked off the uh, sheriff's force. Yeah. So he figures out what the connection is with all of these houses, like we mentioned with... Uh, it, you were in the house where murder happened and then you move and then you get murdered in your next house. Mm-hmm. And so he has taken it upon himself to go to all of these houses and burn them down and destroy them. Thinking that if I destroy all the houses that are involved, then it, the curse can't continue because right. there's no house to move into to, right. to get the curse. Yeah. Um, and so he figures out that there's another house where this, uh, Family was killed, the same kind of scenario. And uh, he was told that it was abandoned for years. Mm-hmm. And he pulls up to burn it down and realizes these people, the, this woman and her two kids are staying there. Right. Um, and he's like, crap, now I have to help them out. Yeah, and thank goodness he does. Because he comes to their rescue a couple of times. Oh, yes. This. Oh, yes. Um, and I, I mean, I liked him okay in the first movie, but they didn't really give him a whole lot to work with in this, in the first one. But in the second one, like, I liked him so much more. He was, I mean, he was essentially the knight in shining armor like, yes. of, of the movie, you know? And in this movie, we see a lot more of how it works, how, yeah. how the ghoul works. The format. The format. And so what he does is basically um, has to turn one of the kids against the family, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he gets all of his little kid minions that follow him around <laughs> uh, who have committed crimes and, and filmed it. Yeah. Uh, he gets them to show one of the children their films, and then once they watch all the films, they can, you know... Make their own. Make their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, yeah, so it should be noted that it's... Uh, Bagul started with one of the twin boys. And I mean, uh, if you watch this movie, you know that these brothers have very different personalities. Yes. One of them is very gentle and, and quiet and sweet and scared. And then the other one is a little bit more confident, a little bit more of a jerk, um, a little bit more resentful toward his parents and the whole situation yes um so bagul goes after bagul and his his like dalton was saying his posse of ghost children um goes after the weak the weaker of the two brothers first um and then and what we find out later is it was really just to make the other one mad yeah so he would he was always the intended one intended one yeah and it was just to uh foster that resentment and, yeah. and and hatred towards even more not only his brother but the family as yeah well. exactly um diabolical diabolical so there is uh a bunch more of these snuff films that the kids make in mm-hmm. this one and these are a little bit more at least a couple of them are a little bit more grotesque yeah there's uh one of the milder ones is uh they bury the family uh one of uh, uh the kids buries their family in the snow and they just freeze to death. Mm, yeah. Uh, that's probably the most mild one. But Quote then, mild. Yeah. There was a, um, one where they're in a swamp and they, 
or the family is hung up above oh, yeah. the water and alligators jump up and eat them off of. Oh. That one was pretty bad. Whoever came up with all of these like yeah. gruesome kills. I mean, they, don't get me wrong, creative. But <laughs> yes. terrible. There was one where um the family is remodeling the kitchen and the the child floods the kitchen, ties the family up and then throws a live wire into uh, the water water. and electrocutes them. Mm -hmm. Um, There was... Was there another one that's like uh, cut in the throats? I want to say there was a cut in the throat in this one too. I'm not sure. Um, And then probably the the most gruesome was the main little... Uh, the main kid that was trying to sway mm-hmm. uh, the, the leader of the ghost yeah, children. Yeah, the leader of the ghost children. His was, um, his family had a church and this is the house that they are currently staying in. Right. The uh, mom and two sons are currently staying in a house with a church behind it and they're doing like furniture remodeling. That's what the mom does. Um, so anyway, he nailed his family to the floor of the church and then put rats in a a bowl on top of their stomachs and put hot coals on the bowls to heat up the inside. And in case you don't know, this is a, a, a real form of torture that has been used in real life. Uh, and so you heat that up and the rats to get away from the heat start eating through the body. Um, Literally This is the terrifying. part where Alyssa uh, had to cover her eyes. It, it's, pretty, it's pretty graphic because, like I said, in this one, they straight up, I mean, you straight up you see, it. see all of it happening. Yeah, I checked out. Um, I was yeah, like, it, it, first of all, the, the audio of that scene, because I have a pathological fear of rats, and so the audio of that scene, just the like, like scrittering, the scurrying, I'm like, oh my gosh. And then just the idea behind the hot stones on the bowl. And so the rats have nowhere to go, but down and all they do is just eat through. It is. It was terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. Um, so the long story short, the dad shows back up, finds them, takes the worst. And the whole killing thing starts happening. Once you leave, the house. The house. And so the dad shows up, brings them all back to their house, mm-hmm. um, which is where... Uh, and see, that's one thing. You see at the very beginning how it ends. Really? Yeah. You don't remember the dream the little boy had at the very beginning of the movie? Yeah, yeah. That they were in a cornfield and there was three people. And it was on fire. And one of them was on fire. Like yeah, you see the exact ending of the movie at the very beginning of yeah. the movie. You just don't know it yet. Yeah. Uh, and so. That's true. Um, ultimately, that family murder is stopped by deputy so-and-so who comes and saves the day. Thank goodness. Um, and seemingly. But not before the dad dies. Not before the Bye. dad dies. Yeah. He gets every little bit that he deserves. Absolutely. You know, from the get go, you see this guy and he is just the, the worst. The worst. Um, but you, you think it's over. It's one of those that this one was mm-hmm. supposed to get a third movie. 
Oh, really? Uh, it was supposed to get a third movie, and then the second one uh, didn't do as well as they wanted it to, so it ended up getting canceled. So Interesting. That's why the second one ended the way it did with uh, You Think It's Over, and then that last little thing at the end with the jump, the, scare. The jump scare at the end, and then that uh, speaker thing being there and... Yeah, and, yeah. So yeah. it was supposed to be like a continuation of the same it's, story. It was supposed to like continue on seemingly. Got it. Um, but unfortunately, it didn't do as well, which this is a problem that a lot of horror movies and especially franchises, and you all have heard me talk about this before, have. When you start doing too much backstory mm. on things, yeah, it starts to kind of tear away from some scary the scariness yeah. is the unknown the absolutely. scariness is not having any idea what any of this is about absolutely and that's the terrifying part and so mm-hmm. when you start explaining the reason it's scary it becomes less scary yeah because then so, your brain goes okay there's a logical explanation and yes. then it and so pops that, the balloon a little bit i think that's why the second one didn't do quite as uh good as the first yeah i think that makes sense i um uh, one of my first notes is I really like how this one obviously connects to the first movie, but it is its own story. Yes. But I love the connection of like deputy so-and-so is back and now he's trying to stop all of this from happening. Like I just, I liked the concept behind it. I thought it was pretty smart. Um, I, oh, I already said that I would argue that the ex-husband is just as bad as the, yes. gob- or I was going to say Gabagool. See, okay. Bagool. Sorry. Um, and then I, I think we already said this too, is that I, I like how this has kind of sort of a happy ending. Um, cause the first one definitely didn't because everybody died except the little girl who remains creepy. Mm. But in this one, it has kind of sort of a happy ending because the mom survives and the brother survives and deputy so-and-so survives. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, a little bit more of a happy ending than the first one, but there is that jump scare of like Bagul coming back in and being like, it's not over. So I don't know. Um, overall, I, again, I really enjoyed these stories. I got really into these stories, but I don't think I would watch it again. I think it's, it's just so to. scary. You don't have to. It's you, so you scary. You once. I'm proud of you for sitting through Thank it. You. So you, you are off the hook. Thank you very much. Um, the, the snuff films in, in this movie... Only one of them was recorded on Super 8. And oh, in the was, second one? That was the Christmas morning one where... Uh, the snow. The snow. Okay, so everything else was... Everything else was on 16 millimeter. And that was because uh, the Christmas morning one was actually filmed years earlier because it was intended to be used in the first, the first one. one. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Um, I only have one fun fact about this that we haven't already talked about because my other fun fact was about um, this being an homage to Children of the Corn. Yeah, a lot of Children of the Corn like references. The, the farmhouse mm-hmm. and uh, the characters, a lot All of, of it. Children of the um, Corn. So the only other fun fact I have about this second one was um, Bagul is played by an actor by the name of Nicholas King. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he has only played one other role in his entire life. He was the wannabe skater boy in Max Keeble's Big Move. What? Like, <laughs> can you imagine if, like, th- these are your only two acting credits and they are completely different from each other? Did you know that he had his license plate? His license plate says Bagul. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. In real life? That's <laughs> funny. That's funny. But, like, can you believe? That blew my mind. 
of like his only two acting credits are this like early 2000s children's movie and then a terrifying demon. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the range, the acting range. Yeah, that just that blew my mind. Any other fun facts for me? Uh, no, I wouldn't say there's very many more fun facts. Uh, a lot of the fun facts that I saw, I was like, oh, it's, you know, this is an homage to uh, Children of the, the Corn. Corn. A lot of Children of the Corn stuff. So Lots of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, um, oh, did we say where we found these movies? The first movie was on HBO Max. Oh, okay. I thought I we had to rent one. No? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think we had to rent either of these. And then the second one is on Netflix. Well, there you go. So if you want to be oh, wait, no, scared no, no. out of your mind. Hulu. It was on Hulu. The first one? The first one was on Hulu, I'm pretty sure. Because I know the second one was Netflix. Yeah, second one was definitely Netflix. Uh, first one was on Hulu, I believe. Okay, well, there you go. Um, let us know if you end up going to watch these movies after listening to this episode, or if you've already watched these movies. I need to know all of your thoughts because... I sure have a lot of them, um, and I'm going to be thinking about the visuals in these movies for a while. Um, okay, should we do some trivia? Let's do some trivia. Um, this uh, week, we only have one section um, because, I mean, let me let me be real with y'all. I did not want to think about these movies more than I than I should have, or like more than I had to. Understandable. Yes. So there's only one section. It's just regular trivia. So there's a few questions about each of these movies. So let's see how you do. Number one, and I'm pretty sure you answered this for yourself already. In the first movie, how many families were killed in the videos? So how many videos were there? I think five. Correct. Yeah. yeah good job. Very nice. Um, number two. Which one of these is not a cause of death for the families in either movies? Okay. okay. I think I named all of them. I think you so. did. Um, hanging, strangulation, drowning, strangulation burned alive. Hanging? Strangulate, like, no, I mean, like, choking. Okay. Like, with hands. Yeah. Um, drowning that or one. burned alive. Strangulation. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Very good. Very nice. Number three. What is the title of Ellison's most recent book? I knew you were going to ask about the books. The first <laughs> one's like Kentucky Blood. Yes. Yeah. That was his first book. That wasn't his most recent book. Oh, I thought it was like the one that he had written before they moved. No, no, no. That was the first one he did that he did well on. Oh, then he wrote two other ones that, that were did flops. not do good. Yeah. Oh, well, so, Kentucky Blood was the correct answer. Okay, cool. <laughs> so good job. <laughs> um, okay. Number four, there are two animals that Ellison finds in his attic. What are they? Ooh. Okay, so the first one was a scorpion. Correct. And then what was the second one? Was it a snake? Yeah, a snake. Yeah. Good job. Very nice. Cool. Because he falls, he falls to the ceiling. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Okay, number five. So we're into the second movie now. In the second movie, what code word does Courtney teach her boys in the grocery store? Rotabaga. Rotabaga. And she screams it. Rotabaga. I'm like, okay, yeah, if it's a secret word, yeah, then maybe standing, don't scream they're it. They're standing right next to you. <laughs> maybe don't scream it. Um, that was a reference to uh, she had taught her kids, which I, we both decided that's a good idea. It's a very good parenting um, technique. And it's apparently a uh, very common practice. Uh, sure. Especially in cases of domestic violence. Absolutely. Um a code word that 
when you know the parent says that that means run yes um and i feel like we need i mean i don't know i think i i like the idea behind it of just like teaching your kids okay if i say this word then that means go no questions asked we gotta go go. and you know what um i i remember oh my gosh i just had a flash of like when i was a kid and i have not thought about this since literally elementary school um, but we had to do this assembly in like the second or third grade where we learned all about like, I mean, essentially like stranger, stranger danger. danger. Um, and we had to like we came home with a packet to like show our parents of like all the information that we learned at this assembly and things to do and things to prepare for and stuff like that just to like keep everybody safe. Um, and one of them was at like pickup time uh, there like whoever for example like if somebody else was coming to pick you up from school like if your parents were at work or something happened and so and so had to come and pick you up from school that person was taught a code word like this yeah like a code word like spinach or you know whatever um and if they say that then it's okay to get in their car because okay mom and dad told them the code word so this is somebody that they know and that, you know, is okay to take me home. If they don't know the code word, do not do get, not in, get their in their car. And I was like, I love that. That's a good idea. That is a really good idea. And yeah. I haven't thought about that in years. But that, I mean, it definitely made me think of that. Um, okay. Number six. How many ghost kids make up the group in the second movie? And for bonus, what is the name of the leader? Is there Five? Correct. There are five kids. Five. Mm-hmm. And what is that kid's name? Nathan? No. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember his name. Um, starts with an M. They say it a few times. Not a lot, but they do say it a few times. Max? Mm-mm. You want me to tell you? It's not Michael. No, but it is two syllables. Mikey? No. What is it? Milo. Milo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Milo. I don't think I would have got that. Yeah. He's creepy. Um, okay. Number seven. Please name three locations or instances in which we see Bagul appear in the second movie. So in like where where do we see him? Uh, we see him in the church. Yep. Um, in the computer screen. Yep. Very good. And is this just in the second one? Second one, yeah. Uh, in the cornfield. We see him in the cornfield. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I also had, um, he was in the screen door reflection. Yeah. Um, and then he also was behind Zach at the end. His yeah, hand in was the on the attic, him. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or basement or whatever. Basement, wherever they were, yeah. Yeah, good. Um, all right. Last question. How many survivors are left at the end of the second movie? Uh, three. Three. Correct. Yep. Deputy so-and-so, the mom, and... One of the one brothers. Of the brothers. Yep. Very good. Good job. You nailed it. Heck yeah. I feel like you got all of them. Good job. Except Milo's name. Except Milo's name. Yeah. Um, all right, folks. Well, that is the end of our discussion on a sinister. And that also brings us to the end of June. We hope Thank you so much yeah. <laughs> for, uh, bearing with us on this and, and, uh, what, what's the word? Um, 
humoring a lot, us? Humoring me and, and my love of horror and yes, allowing me to do absolutely. some horror movies not during the horror season. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Yes, we will uh, return again in October with some more probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple of silly ones thrown in there so they're yeah, not obviously. scary. Yeah, obviously. Um, but uh, I appreciate being able to uh, do... Uh, horror stuff like that. I will. I will admit that it is more fun than I originally anticipated. So I hope that you all enjoyed this series as much as we enjoyed making it. Um, next week we are gonna go lighthearted and going, family fun. We're going family <laughs> friendly, nostalgic. Yes. Uh, going back to our roots. Animal friendly. Just. <laughs> All the things we need. um, Happy movies. We need a cleansed palate after this month. So we thought that we would start July with something light and fun and family friendly. Um, This is one that is also going to be a discussion on two movies. Yes. Um, And we are so, so excited to be talking about this. I was obsessed with the first one. I think I might have only seen the second one a couple times. Uh, I remember having both of these on VHS. Okay. And watching both of them. All the time. Okay, well, there you go. I watched the first one like a thousand times. So next week, come on back. We will be discussing Homeward Bound. And Homeward Bound to... Lost in New York? Lost in San Francisco. I was going to say, that's Home Alone. Yeah. (laughs) That's not Homeward Bound. Um, Okay, yes. Um, I'm so excited to be talking about Homeward Bound. Like I said, I loved the first movie. I really did like the second one too, but I loved the first one. Um, and there's a star-studded cast in this, so I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, impeccable voice acting. Oh, yes, absolutely. And, and animal acting. Animal, like... So good. So great. The animal acting that is done in this film would never be done today, and <laughs> it would all be CG. Yes, but, it's so true, but these are all real animals that did it. And so I'm excited to read up on the fun facts about like the trainers and mm-hmm. like how they filmed all of it. And how so, many different animals? Because you know it wasn't all just the same Yeah, animal. I'm sure it was a bunch. Ones, yeah, exactly. So come on back for that. We are super excited to um, bring you something light and fun next week. So um, let's see. Oh, I have not said this yet. Follow us on Instagram if you have not already. We are at the Magic Fandom Podcast over there. Um, always posting some fun stuff, um, over on there and also, um, send us a DM on that Instagram handle. If you have any suggestions for new episodes, or if you want to talk about this one or any of our previous episodes, we love chatting with you guys. Um, other than that, do you have anything else? That's all I got. Alrighty. I hope y'all have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye-bye now y'all. Bye.